Folks, that's time now for the General Knowledge Podcast Season 4, Episode 9 on this one. We've got uh, the usual crew here with us. Andy is uh, here to join the conversation. Andy, how you going, mate? Yep. <laughs> there he goes. Sorry, man. man. <laughs> how are you, mate? Um, yeah, I'm going really, really good. Thanks, General. Yeah. Awesome. Everything's All well. Right. Good to hear, mate. I saw you doing some more pictures. You're up and about in the skies again, flying around. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Always extending, <coughs> our, extending our horizons every every month, General. Nice. I love it. Uh, Ethan is, of course, uh, joining us for the discussion tonight, as always. Ethan, how you going, brother? Good, mate. Good to be here. Um, I'm excited for another episode. It's been a big uh, few days here in Australia. and Oh, yeah. Thought happy to chat about it. Oh, absolutely, mate. And of course, uh, to give us a bit of a perspective on things happening overseas in the UK, which we'll bring up um, throughout the episode as well, uh, we've, of course, joined by author John Hamo back again. He's a good friend of the show. John, thanks for joining us, brother. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me back on. It's always a pleasure. Awesome, thanks. I appreciate you sparing the time again. I uh, hope I haven't got you up no too problem. early over there on a Sunday morning. <laughs> no, it's not too bad. It's about, it's just gone nine o'clock here, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. I hate, uh, hate, hate having to wake people up on the other side of the world at random times and stuff, so I appreciate it, man. It's good. Yeah, no problem. All right. Guys, so happening uh, right now in Australia, well, they're all starting to, uh, not all of them, I guess, most of them are starting to head home, but there has been massive protests. Of course, anyone listening to this podcast knows there has been uh, huge, huge turnouts happening in the nation's capital down there in Canberra. We've had, uh, gee, boys, I've I've heard people saying around 500,000. I've heard reports saying that there was around 750,000 cars. So that means there's possibly more people. Um, one count was around a million cars. So I really don't know. There was a whole bunch of different camps set up down there around the nation's capital, but a massive, massive turnout by the Australian people. Um, and this seemed to have to have spawned out of, of course, the, the massive big convoys happening in uh, Canada at the moment. You know, that everyone's heading to the nation's capital in Ottawa. We covered that um, two weeks ago on the show. We sort of brought it up. We were wondering if they were going to have any success here in Australia. We we started to see a bit of talk about cars and convoys and trucks heading to the nation's capital. And it all seemed to have just 
accumulated into this one day yesterday, Saturday on the 12th of February here in uh, 2022. Huge turnouts in the nation's capital. It's been awesome. Uh, Ethan's been sharing heaps of footage over at tottnews.com. Uh, I'll just quickly share that now for, uh, for the folks who get to watch this. The members are obviously watching the video feed for this one, so the members can uh, can watch along as we do this. Uh, everyone else, if you'd like to join up as a member, head over to the Patreon, and you can get all the video feeds plus all the bonus shows and everything else. But here we go. So I'll just go via what um, Ethan's put up at TOTT News. We've had these the article, Sack Them All, Huge Scenes in Canberra as Demonstrators Flood the Capital. And here we go. Just look at that image there. It's just one of the images we've got. It is an absolute sea of people at just sort of one end of the demonstrations there. Um, we've been seeing huge, huge numbers coming out of these images. Look at the, the next one here. Just seas of people, absolute seas of people. And I actually had a chance to speak to uh, a good friend of the show and a friend of ours. Uh, 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 Chris Chris uh, gave us a call. Chris Atwood from our uh, chat group, Andy. He gave us a call. And uh, I've got a bit of a rundown with about a 10-minute conversation. So I'll, I'll splice that in uh, just now for the for the member, for everyone else to, to listen to that conversation and get a bit of a rundown from someone who was on the ground. So I'll put that into the show in the post-edit uh, in about here. All right, all right. So we've got Chris, uh, Chris Addy, Chris Atwood. He's here with us. Uh, he's going to give us a bit of a rundown on uh, on the Freedom Convoy, the Freedom Rally, the the convoy to Canberra, whatever you want to call it, the 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 epic Freedom Rally that's happening right now in Canberra as we speak, Saturday, the twelfth of February. Chris, man, thanks for um, sparing a few minutes to to give us a rundown, brother. Um, Obviously, you're a big fan of the show and a mate of mine, um, so it's good to have you and good for you to, uh, to talk to us and give us a rundown, man. Give us the vibe. What's happening? Mate, um, I, 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 seriously, I'm struggling to find words on how good it is down here. Like, it's the love, the generosity, the human spirit, you know, the Aussie mm. spirit. Um, it's, it's just amazing. As soon as we drove in last night at 10 o'clock, everyone was at, literally in it hanging out into our window man just giving us a cuddle saying thank you for coming we love you wow people and they're people we don't even know man and by that as soon as i got there just the vibration and that i was just like this is a massive movement this is amazing people are genuinely here because they care and we just uh, if this is an ongoing thing which i think it's going to be i I strongly urge everyone to come down and experience it because it, it's it's changed my life, man. Like so seriously, it's amazing. Would you say that um, this whole thing is not going to just last this weekend? Like, I mean, people are going to come and go. Obviously, people have lives to to get back to and stuff. But uh, do you get the vibe that a lot of people are going to stay there and keep this going? Uh, I've spoke to quite a few people around different camps, and yes, I think this is going to be an ongoing thing. Um, you know, they're they're, they're People are prepared to go home and do their work during the week and set things up so then they can come back down here on weekends. Um, just uh, it's and it's it's all set up, man, for for to go on for a very long time. Like it's mm. just the, the there's there's just places where you can go and take stuff and you know there's there's food there you can go and grab. You, you could literally come down here in a car and everything's down here. There's sleeping bags, there's food, there's water. Well, wow, so you name it. so you don't have to bring like, you know, tents or um we probably have to bring a tent maybe if you wanted shelter, but 
Is there yeah. like t- t- tell us about this the situation with you know food and, and you know if you need to use the toilet all that sort of stuff. Is it all there for people? Like yeah, uh, yep, yep, yeah, absolutely. There's amenities here, man. People can go and go to the toilet. They can have a shower. But then there's just places like you know there's a huge shed where it's there's there's everything. There's cornflakes. You can just walk up and grab a box of cornflakes. You know you can go and. <laughs> grab fresh fruit and vegetables you can grab eggs you can grab tins of tuna you can grab whatever you want like you know i bought a big box of apples and some avocados and and all that down and just went over and just sat it in the corner man and people were just going oh sweet i'll grab an avocado and i'll grab this and i'll grab that and you know everyone's here to help each other out man like it's it's truly mind-blowing the 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 spirit and just the love that everyone's got from that's fantastic. It's so good to hear. In, in terms of numbers, man, how many uh, would you say? Give us your, your best guess. In, Sorry? In, in, give us your best guess in terms of numbers as to how many people are there present uh, right now. Right now? Um, at the, at this camp, we know that there was a heap of people coming on buses and that just for today. Uh, but at the camp here, oh, mate, there'd be, mate, you'd be looking at a couple hundred thousand, I reckon. Wow. For sure. Like, yeah, and now, the, today at the march, I, I literally, man, I stood there, I, I filmed it, and I looked up ahead of me, and it was a couple of kilometres long. I looked behind me, it was a couple of kilometres long. Like, there, there would have to be at least half a million people. There'd wow. have to be. Like, wow, it, it that's was amazing. huge. That is massive, and yeah. There, yeah, there, there was, like, there was music, there was, you know, there was drums, everyone was hugging, everyone was helping each other. There was even, like, on the way home today... There was people, because it was such a long walk, there was even people just dropping bottles of water and oranges and everything on the side of the road, and people were just walking past and grabbing water and grabbing oranges. Like, everyone's just looking after each other, man. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. I love it. That's fantastic to see. And I think that's probably one of the things maybe, uh, you know, that could be perhaps keeping some people from going down. They're probably like, oh, we're not going to find a place to park. We're not going to... What are we going to do about food? You know, there's all these questions people are having, I guess, but... I mean, it's good to hear that that all of this sort of stuff, your fears are allayed. You don't need to worry about anything. Just get down there um, and just 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 be present with the biggest rally that Australia has pretty much ever seen. Man, it's fantastic. Um, yeah. in, in terms of have you run? I mean, have you seen anyone you know? Are you seeing any mainstream media? Like, what, who is there? Anyone covering this? Give us a, give us a vibe. Alternative media wise and mainstream media wise, are you seeing anything in terms of coverage? Um, not really. I haven't seen the mainstream media at all. Not one sign of them. Um, the, the police have just sort of kept themselves out the front of, um, the new parliament house. They haven't infiltrated, they haven't come into the camps or anything like that. Um, I haven't, I mean, everyone's just obviously filming everything, mm-hmm. um, and just trying to upload everything. And there's just so much, so many videos, so, so many photos that people are, that people are sharing and all that sort of thing. Um, there was actually, I just walked past someone that was doing, a, 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 like a podcast in the middle of everything and everyone was just walking up and saying their bit on this podcast. And so, yeah, like it's very honestly, cool, man. Yeah, it is very cool, man. It's a, it's just, I've never experienced anything like it. And I just wish that I had brought my two boys down here, um, so they could experience this because this is what. This is how humans should be living. Correct. Yeah, know? it's a moment in history that Australians 
need to remember this thing it needs and i remember you know seeing something uh posted recently that in the united states or, or canada or something around 50 years ago like 1974 or something there was a massive trucker convoy that blockaded cities and until they got all their demands met and better conditions and all this sort of stuff so these sort of things haven't happened globally for for around you know 50 odd years and now they're happening again obviously we've we've, we've seen what's happened in canada it's still going there they're still blockading the capital in ottawa um yep. and now are, are we seeing lots of trucks or is it just just really just convoys of people and buses and cars and people rocking up there no no there were trucks there today man and yeah, when okay, they cool. got there like when they got there we could we knew that they were there because the horns were just going off their heads nice um what's the do, do you know the the bloke's name who's organized the the convoy over in canada do you know his name can, do, can you recall his no, name no i can't recall his name but i think there's a husband and it's a husband and wife i think they were organizing it from memory yeah yeah, so yeah. They, they today they organised at the speeches and all that. They organised for him to do a recording, um, and he actually done a recording thanking the Australian people, saying we're watching you very closely, um, we're supporting you as you are supporting us. Like it went for about five or ten minutes, man. This speech it was truly mind blowing. So I thought that was pretty cool that they set that up. Yeah, that's um, fantastic. You know, yeah, and he got on, man. Like he just, it was, as I said, it was a recording, but it was really cool and. Yeah, some of the speeches today, man, like just sent shivers up your spine. It was so good, man. It was I so it. good. And as there, there was talk, you mentioned um, just before we started recording that there was talk of uh, some further gatherings or you know rallies happening in March sometime. What tell us about that one? Yeah, yeah. So Tricky was up there and said that the the last day um, that Parliament sits is on the 29th of March, um, and I think they're organising another big sort of a um a big uh protest whatever you want to call it man a demonstration on the 29th i think it's midweek um yeah but it's I tell a tuesday you now, man like yeah it's a tuesday but i tell you now like we i've already organized to not work that week and we're going to bring our kids down and be part of that man um yeah i just think like honestly like the time is now um and i really think this is this is I'll be honest with you, man. I kind of lost my faith a little bit sometimes in the human, in the Australian spirit. I was like, come on, guys. Like, what are we doing? You know, we're getting bent over here. And then, but to come down here, I'm just like, no way. Like, we've got this. This is amazing. So, so you're getting then, a real sense of an invigoration of the spirit of, uh, of Aussies having enough of this and standing up for what they believe in. Is that what you're saying? Just reinvigorated? Yes, Yep. Yeah, mate, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's a beautiful thing to witness, man, and to come down here and be part of it. It really is. Everyone's on the same wavelength. Everyone's helping each other out. People are cooking for each other and just dropping food off. And, you know, people are looking after each other's kids and all that sort of thing. And it's just it's one of the most amazing experiences of my life. I'll tell you that right now. Wow. Well, thanks so much for uh, for sharing, mate. I really do appreciate it. Chris, you're, you're a, such a good bloke. You're a, you're a good friend and a good fan of the show, mate. And I appreciate you giving us the, the wrap-up of, uh, of your experience there, mate. So tell us, uh, how long are you intending on staying down there? Are you, are you, are you going to return to the... Um, uh, I think you mentioned you have to head back for work, but um, you, you want to get back yeah. down there. Is that right? Absolutely. And next time we'll be bringing the kids, mate. We were a bit apprehensive about bringing bringing the kids down with us but there's so many kids down here having a ball experiencing this with us and yes we're definitely going to be coming back down whenever whenever we can do it we will be coming back down because it's just 
as I said, bro, like as soon as you drive in that gate, like your vibration just goes through the roof and everyone's just loving each other and it's it's just truly amazing. Yeah, the, Love ener- it. the energy, um, yeah, vibration must be uh, just palpable. Like I'm sure you'd be able to, I, I, I believe you when you say you can feel it because I know that that many people with that, that sort of positivity and the vibe there, it, yeah. it's, it, that's contagious. That's a real contagion, yeah. you know what I mean? That's, that's it's yeah. powerful. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Today at the speeches and that, man, like I'll be honest, I did tear up a little bit there and I've spoke to quite a few people um a few blokes as well now like you know there was bagpipes playing and all that sort of thing and they said yeah man i got very emotional during some of the some of the speeches and all that sort of thing because it was just yeah let's just it's it's truly just the most beautiful thing ever get amongst it well that's awesome mate well let's hope something actually does eventuate from this as we know we've uh We've had some of the representatives like uh, John Larder and Captain Graham Hood and Glenda yep. Merritt from the First Nations people, Tony Nicolich, you know all these people. They've they've and they've they've uh, with the help of Craig Kelly, they've gone into Parliament House. They've put their demands yep. forward. Well, yep. you know, we, as a result of this, we need to uh, we need to just hope and pray and um, and really put the vibes out there that they listen to us and then they see the yep. power of the Australian people and that this actually yep. does achieve. Uh, some good, some good outcomes from this because we need it. Yep, absolutely, yep. we do, man. Yep, awesome. It's just, yep, cool, man. So good to hear, Chris, mate. I'll let you go. Appreciate your time, brother. And uh, thanks yep. again for uh, giving us a wrap up of um, of uh, Camp Freedom down there in Canberra. Anytime, bro. Love your work. But for everyone else, yeah, basically what Chris was saying was that uh, he was he reckons there was a good five hundred thousand people turned out to this event. He said the vibe was absolutely just electric. The the just the he said the frequency resonating off people it was just awesome he said people when they got there on Friday night late at night they're they're reaching in through the windows to hug people as they're coming in and car after car after car it was just endless and then this endless stream of people coming into uh, to protest in the nation's capital so it was fantastic uh, Ethan what tell us a bit about what you've been seeing in this um, in this imagery here as I'm scrolling through your website mate. You've been uh, posting plenty of stuff, so have I. I've been sharing it all over social media, but give us a bit of a rundown yourself, mate, on, on what you've seen turning out here in the nation's capital, mate. Yeah, General, it's pretty phenomenal, isn't it? Uh, two weeks ago, we pondered how this would go, the success of it. They were just really starting to get going, as you mentioned, trucks mm. and convoys starting to head down. But... It was interesting because at that moment, we didn't really know what type of direction it was going to head, but it's just kept building and building and building. They've had multiple protests. They've been there for the whole two weeks now. And as you mentioned, mate, it's all combinated to this massive day that happened yesterday and truly phenomenal scenes. Uh, There's videos and, and photos that we're scrolling through now. First, just them approaching, the convoy sort of approaching just sort of was a flood, an endless sea of people. And then once they got there, it was just a massive sea of people at Parliament House. And mm. shout, big shout out to, we, we were actually fortunate enough to have a chat with Chris while we were just testing for this show, which was funny enough as well. And he was talking about the massive Queensland contingent down there. And it was really good to see just so many Queenslanders head down for the weekend. You know, I mentioned... I mentioned time and time again how this is sort of the heart of the pro-choice movement up here, and, and it was good to see sort of the ABN bus and people we've had on the show, mate, Meryl Dory, Alona Lan, Anita, everyone down there, familiar faces, just a massive influx of people 
to really make that symbolic uh, scene in, uh, outside of Parliament, that people have had enough, they don't want this anymore. And even though there is sort of uh, different conflicting sort of ideologies about where to take it, there was a sign of unity with people saying that enough is enough. We've had enough of this and, and we want something different. So really phenomenal to see, mate. Yeah, it was incredible. And I'm just showing some of the videos there. John, give us give us your impression of what you've seen in some of this imagery in these videos that you're seeing from uh, from the turnout of the Australian people. Yeah, it's fantastic. Really encouraging. I wasn't aware of it, actually. Um, so this is like, you know... The, <laughs> you wouldn't be. The mainstream no, media wasn't covering it, mate. <laughs> absolutely. There's absolutely zero mainstream coverage of anything like this in, in the UK, of course. And similarly, Canada as well. You know, I mean, what's going on there is just amazing. But, you know, there's nothing on the mainstream, as you'd expect. Yeah, I mean, I just find it really, really encouraging. You know, it just shows me that the world really is waking up to this horror that's going on. Um, so, yeah, very, very, very encouraging and gratifying. And I guess it must be even doubly so for you guys, you know, over there who are suffering far more than we are at the moment. But uh, I'll just yeah. say, and I agree with um, Chris kind of mentioned this on the call to us. Hey, Ethan, that um, he, he himself was even feeling a little bit despondent with the Australian people and like, you know, are we going to get there? Are we going to, you know, we, we need a bit of a show of, you know, something. We need a bit of yeah. bit of Australian people to stand up. And he was starting to lose faith a little bit, he said to us. And um, he said this completely renewed his faith in the Australian people that there are so many of us out there. And, mm -hmm. and this this... This is just the people that could turn up to this event. You know what of I mean? Course, there are. I've been keeping tabs, and, and there's so many hundreds and thousands of people following along and wishing them well and saying, "I wish I could be there." You know, like mm. uh, we need to be a part of this. We wish we were down there. We just can't get there. And it was a lot of that sentiment coming from around the mm. country, which is also very encouraging. But yeah. just to see that the, the sheer numbers of people that actually turned out in the capital, it's it is it's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, and really good to see. Does it renews your faith in humanity a bit, there, boys? Um, I'll just stop that sharing now. So it's it just yeah. Again, um, what a vibe. What really a, I, know, I don't know if you guys can make it out, but I've got my freedom. I've got a little shirt that says freedom on it now. So I thought it was very fitting. I've got to wear that one for the show. Um, but yeah, uh, incredible, just amazing. And I wanted to actually bring up as well because. People are like, well, what are they going there for? What's this about? You know, um, they're just anti-vaxxers. There's a lot of that kind of sentiment as well, you know. Um, and we had uh, the list of demands. You've got that as well, haven't you, Ethan? That's still at TOTT News, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'll just bring that up. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, here we go. Convoy de demonstrators hand list of demands to Parliament. So you can head over to TOTNews.com. That's the title of the article Ethan shared, and I'll just bring it up if I can find it. Here we go. Let me just screen share once again so we can all see what what we're on about here. What was the Australian people demanding? <clears throat> so let me know when you can see that, boys. Can you get that on your screen? Yep. Yeah. All right, let me just see if I can just zoom in a little bit. There you go. There we go. Just made it a little bit bigger. All right, so open letter to the Honourable Scott Morrison, Prime Minister of Australia, and of course the opposition leader, Anthony Albanese, and the Speaker of the House, Andrew Wallace. So the demand, well, I'll just skip straight down to the demands, basically. <clears throat> In summary, these issues are, and this one I believe is, is the keystone part of it, number one, end the state of emergency made pursuant to Section 
475 of the Biosecurity Act 2015. That's a huge one. I just want to talk about that one very quickly because I wanted to make sure that that was in there. When I first heard that there was a list of demands, boys, I wanted to make sure that that one was one of them because everything they are doing to us in this country hangs on the fact that we are under state uh, under a state of emergency, not only on a national level, but on a state level as well. Um, so they need to end all those states of emergencies. Um, that way, none of the, what they are doing to us is then considered legal. It becomes illegal because it's not done under a state of emergency. So that's key. Number two, end all COVID vaccine mandates by passing the No Domestic COVID Vaccine Passport Bill 2021, which was tabled. Take action to ensure that all state and territory borders shall remain open, allowing trade and commerce and intercourse to be absolutely free. That's a no-brainer because that's actually in our constitution. <laughs> then they just shut all over that one. Uh, number four, ensure there is fully informed consent required by all parents and guardians in relation to any medical procedure, decisions, interventions for children. Of course, another huge one. These are all big points, of course. Number five, reject any moves for a society based on digital identity. Of course, that's huge because that's where we're going, aren't we, John? We've seen such a massive move towards this, you know, social credit system, um, you know, like China's having right now. Uh, yeah. We're still seeing moves, uh, you know, being put into place for that sort of thing. So that's huge to have that in there. Uh, the establishment of an independent federal investigative body to investigate misconduct during the COVID-19 period. Uh, reinstate and compensate those that have lost jobs during the COVID-19 period due to the vaccine mandates. Also huge. People want... Um, you know, they want their panda flesh for being told they can't work and stuff. Of course, number eight, the last one, a moratorium on the deregistration or prosecution of all registered APRA medical practitioners, silencing them for expressing their qualified medical opinion in relation to COVID-19 issues for a period of no less than 14 days. Uh, we invite the honourable members to consider and adopt these demands. Well, whether, whether that actually uh, happens and anything uh, comes out of that, uh, I don't know um, if that's actually going to be possible or not, but hey, it's worth a shot. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Um, just stop sharing that one there. All right, we got you back. Awesome. Yeah, so that's it. That was the list, uh, list of demands that people have put forward, uh, trying to get this stuff sorted out because it's it needs to come to an end. Uh, Andy, I'll just throw to you uh, before I cross over to Ethan there, because Ethan sort of covered this, mate. Uh, first of all, do you agree that these, A, are the best moves, and B, are they going to listen or, or do anything about this? Give us your impression, Andy. Mate, you know, <clears throat> I don't want to, I don't want to sound like, you know, like pessimistic or a bit of a naysayer or anything like that. But it's kind of like asking your slave boss if you can please stop whipping your back, you know. Just maybe take it a little bit lighter. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, these people are the criminals, right? These people should be charged with treason. And uh, to be asking criminals in this country who are illegally holding positions of power over the people for for them to then consider our freedoms is it's 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 uh it doesn't really sit that well with me i understand yeah, I, I know what you're getting that, at yeah 
people people are trying their best and everything like that. So I really don't want to be sounding, you know, like like me me sitting. I'm not there. I'm sort of um, sitting here in Brisbane, and uh, it it may come across that I'm sort of sitting on my you know thrown a bit by making these comments, but. But anyway, look, it's, I think that the actual movement and the gathering of energies and the vibe and getting people together is actually far more, carries far more weight in my mind because going forward here, you know, the movement movement will, will grow strongly. Um, in no way will I, will I expect the government to be grabbing this letter and then changing anything in parliament whatsoever. Mm. Do yeah. you get the impression that it was maybe a formality? Like they had to go down there and, and do something. They had to have a, you know, an actual purpose rather than just rocking up in the Capitol and going, yeah, we're here, right? you know, wave some flags, put some people on stage to speak. Like there had to be an actual purpose. And like I, I get it. Yeah. They, this is what they had to do. They had to put something forward. They had to have, you know, representatives from the Indigenous community, um, you know, going along with it as well. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like I, I'll cross over to Ethan. Ethan, do you think that it, maybe that's just what all it's going to come down to is just a bit of a, of a formality and that we may not see anything really come out of this? Of course, the the media was very, very quiet on anything happening in Australia with regards to that protest. We saw very little coming out of the media with regards to anything to do with a protest. We, you know, The minimum I saw was 2,000 people turned up in Canberra. You know what I mean? Like uh, this is the sort of stuff they're, they're mm. trying to do. Give me yeah. your impression, bro. Yeah, What's general. yeah? Are we are we are we just you know taking the hopium injection once again? What's going on? Well, it's very interesting, general. When you think of the freedom movement, if you want to call it that, here in Australia, it really is a combination of a couple of movements into one now, and that's the interesting part. So you've got the act realm, which we like to call it, the alternative conspiracy truther realm that we're a part of, that we've been sort of exploring the deeper questions behind this, you know, what is really behind government, all of these international elites that are running everything. And it's, we've sort of, this movement has sort of combined with the already existing, what you would call conservatives or traditionalists, whether it be religious people or what have you. And it's all sort of combined together. So you do have a separation of, of people that, you know, on one side you have the, the people that are handing the letter over and believing we can change stuff politically. And then on the other side, you have sort of our movement that are asking these questions. Is it really going to make a difference? Are these people really the ones pulling the strings or is someone pulling their strings? Is this part of a deeper international web? And I'm sure a lot of our listeners know the answer to that, but this is what we're seeing with the social dynamic. And so, with this, you know, I think that, you know, you're not going to see much result, I think, but it's an interesting point you raise. Maybe it is just a technicality to just ensure that the protest was there for a purpose, for a reason, and, and that might have worked. But in terms of real results, I, we've said it for, for months, for years, even coming to this election, you know, if you think you're going to change anything through the voting booth, you know, that's... That's they wouldn't let us do it if it was going to change anything. Exactly, mate, the old saying. So <laughs> when you look at this, it's um, it, you've got our camp and you've got the camp that are trying to push forward with that. And to be honest, it's like, well, I don't think there should be any separation of the two. Let them go forward with that. If there's any change, good. 
And if there's not any change, which some of us might expect, maybe they'll take some of our perspectives on board about some of the deeper issues involved. So I think it's healthy either way. I think it's yeah. good to see that people are doing something and either way the, the movement is making progress, which is good. So I yeah. see it as Look a win-win. At the bare minimum, and, you know, we see this uh, similar to, like, Canada and stuff, you know, you've got to have a list of demands. Otherwise, you sort of, you know, what's the purpose? You know, you've got to be there to hand something to these representatives, in, you know, in government. Um, but on a deeper level, it's more to that. It's more of a, a show of force of the people to say, look how many we can get here, you know, on a whim, on maybe a week or two's notice, really, and rally people together. And I think that a lot of the politicians who are actually probably plugged in and seeing some of this footage are kind of quietly perhaps maybe shitting themselves and going, you know what, maybe the country isn't 95% double jabbed and stuff because look how many, you know, hundreds of thousands, possibly even a million or so more people turned up in the capital to say that they're against all of this stuff, you know. So I kind of think it might have perhaps shaken a little bit um on these politicians and maybe they they might start to think a little bit differently you know because i think when they see that many people turn up in the nation's capital and don't get me wrong it's a pain in the ass to get to down there it's quite a long way away from you know from brisbane and uh especially wa yeah all the other parts of australia it's not easy to get to but apparently there was lots more cars from queensland turning up than than a lot of the other states so you know we always say that there's sure. a good um, activist movement in queensland of course you know we're um we're pretty much the hub of it up here um but yeah i yeah. think uh at the very least no, that's, that's probably one of the things it's going to achieve yeah and 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 on the flip side as well if you observe let's say the community side of things you know we've been big proponents of how building alternative systems is really the way to to get around this and we've been building and been really proactive at this yeah just look at what's happened with this camp epic and the camp beforehand people are going down there and they're realising it's not just a protest, this is an experience. They've now mm -hmm. become a part of a family. And I don't mean this to sound like a cult vibe. I mean this in a legit way. People are going down and they're connecting with like-minded people and they're realising, wow, look at this community. And people are heading back, yes. Some people are staying. They're looking for more camps to stay, which is, yep. is going to be a re reality of the future, people getting together and looking after themselves. But this is what has been a great result of this as well, is the community aspect of things, not just going to a protest like people do, but then being there for the two weeks, getting to know each other, understanding different perspectives, trying to work out how to do things. And as Chris said, mate, it's reinvigorated his hope in Australia. And I think it wasn't just from that day. I think it was everything leading up to that day, the momentum, the community and where the hope is that it's going forward. So I think that that is, is great. And as you said, the politicians, I think, are seeing that. And I think that's why they're just hyping up all their rhetoric. So yeah. it's great to see. Yeah, yeah. I do fear that they'll probably try and dump, double down on a few of their moves that they love to do. They, they never like to reel things back too hard, but they, they do love to double down on the shit they're doing to us. But, yeah, I think at the very least, it's I think Australia needed it. I think everyone needed to see not only that there's a few protests happening in all around Australia in different capital cities or, or in different towns across the nation, I think they needed to see, the Australian people needed to see that people can get together in the nation's capital itself uh, on en masse. And it's yeah. reinvigorated, yeah, it's reinvigorated a bit of that faith in in, uh, in Australian people and humanity, to be honest. Um, I think we needed it. We needed that little boost on our side because it was starting to get people down a little bit, you know. Um, 
but yeah, community community is a big thing. I think hopefully people get down there, they start connecting and all that sort of stuff. So that's that's awesome to see. Um, apparently, there's another one coming up in in March as well. So we hope everyone can can get along to that one. 29th of March, I believe, uh, is the next one uh, happening in the nation's capital as well. So yeah. Uh, anything else you wanted and to add for mate, um, for that one, Ethan? Yeah, it's good because you know we we spoke about how using well i i did on my website and we spoke about on the show how the gandhi method to protesting is is really adequate and i was talking about you know how good would it be if all of these states that do protests were able to join up in in one big group and really make a statement and we're starting to see that we're really starting to see that people are not just fragmenting to states but this is a whole country that we're all in this together it's not just oh look at victorians under tyranny and thank god we're not them you know this is a, this is a whole family and we'll go down to support everyone so that's that's fantastic so have a look on tottnews.com plenty of uh, information and media there and hopefully it just keeps getting bigger and bigger mate yeah andy uh, anything you want to do to add to uh the convoy to the nation's capital uh topic before we uh, roll on yeah, no, look, just like you said, I think just gathering of all like-minded people throughout the country, the, the rising of energy in regards to pushing back on this thing is 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 definitely the most fantastic thing, um, you know, bigger and better from here, I guess. But, um, mm. no, it's, it certainly won't change from a letter, that's for sure, as yeah. um, Ethan, Ethan pointed out as well. Yeah. Awesome. John, um, anything you wanted to contribute to that? I mean, you obviously you're pretty impressed by the turnout as well of the Australian folks, but anything you wanted to add to that topic before we move on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely agree with, with all you guys. I don't want to turn into an echo chamber, but I mean, um, you know... I Consensus think is absolutely... all right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Andy was absolutely right, you know, um, uh, politely asking tyrants not to be tyrannical has a very poor track record of success historically, but the point has to be made uh, and you, you guys are doing that in, in these incredible protests and uh, yeah even though we probably won't actually change anything right now who knows it may be setting the scene for the future and you know at least you've got to be seen to be trying to do something and, and that is exactly what's happening and that's all you can do just just to relate that to what's going on in the uk at the moment mm -hmm. very briefly um there is a private criminal prosecution being taken out against uh, what we call the four horsemen of the apocalypse and that is um the 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 senior medical guys and the british health secretary um who have been perpetrating these absolute crimes against humanity as we know they all are and we we absolutely believe that this is going to go to court now um these guys it we tried it was tried about uh, 12 15 months ago and that was chucked out of court uh, but now it's actually going ahead. The court case is going ahead. There's been a judge appointed. And we sincerely believe that this is what has changed things in the UK, which I know you want to go on to talk about in a little while. Uh, but yeah, this we, we believe that this has been the catalyst for this huge pullback in the UK, because now they're all running scared. Yeah, well, yeah. that's that's interesting. And I wanted to... Um... Uh, I wanted to touch base on that fact that that whole running scared. You know what? We might even just get, move into that next. Actually, um, that whole running scared notion that uh, they start to shit themselves when, especially when things like you said, lawsuits and 
um, you know, a judge gets appointed to, to take on this case, you know, they're like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, we better reel back these mandates then, you know, they <laughs> exactly, yeah. And they are, is, yeah, they're shitting their pants, aren't they? Absolutely, I, I believe so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, it, this has been ongoing for, for many, many months, and they've the people that are actually bringing the, the private prosecution are have produced absolute mountains of documentary evidence of of genocide basically and this is yeah. you know this this is going to court next month apparently so that will be of course it's not covered in the mainstream of course as with anything else that goes against the agenda but uh, yeah i think i think it's highly significant and it'd be really really interesting to see what happens i think at the very least it's a good sign that you know um because here here in australia it was a bit of you know you, you like the hydra you you cut the head off one and another one takes its place sort of thing so yeah, yeah. they got in new south wales they got rid of the premier there gladys berejiklian because of some corruption bullshit that's all of a sudden kind of surfaced and and mm. she's like oh i better step down you know and i'm like well that was a good exit strategy for you um uh, <laughs> but another another person has just taken their place so the agenda kind of rolled on a bit well and now yeah. i was just going to say in in Victoria now, of course, you guys have probably all heard, I mean, not you guys, but John and people in the UK because of uh, what they've done. But Daniel Andrews, the Premier of Victoria, the tyrant running the state down there. Um, I've got this little video that I shared on Twitter and I've got the exit strategy for Daniel Andrews is now in motion because now uh, I can't remember the guy's name. I'll have to quickly check on the video here. Uh, former Labor Minister Adam Somurek. So this guy has is basically claiming corruption in the election and election fraud for his um, 2014 election when Daniel Andrews came in, and now it's all coming to light. So to me, this is just another exit strategy in motion for another one of these tyrants. Yes. Um, so I get the sense here that this is how they're kind of jumping ship. But it's not a sense of jumping ship and then it all crumbles around them. It, someone else seems to always take their bloody place. Whereas at least in the UK, you guys, they've gone, holy crap, this is getting really serious. And now they're rolling back all these mandates. Tell us a bit about what's, um, we might get into that topic now while we're at it. Tell us, tell us, a, give us a rundown here. Because here in Australia, we don't often hear a lot about it. We only hear bits and pieces from the yeah. web and stuff. So tell us what's happening over there in the UK at the moment. Well, everything is gone. Everything. All the all the restrictions. There there is there are no no masks, no social distancing, no no vaccine passports. That's all been canned. Absolutely everything. We're totally free. They're still recommending that we wear masks and I know like that. But you know, <laughs> uh, and people still are. You know, very a few people that still are when you walk around the shops and stuff in town. There are people still wearing the masks because they're terrified still because they've been propagandized mm. for two years about it. Um, but yeah, the, there are no restrictions at all. The only restrictions that we do have is actually uh, travel uh, in terms of foreign travel uh, in, in that none of the other countries have removed the restrictions yet because so, you know, there are only certain countries that the unvaxxed can go to. Uh, I but, heard that uh, places like Denmark, Sweden, um, yeah, there's a couple others I know of that are oh, allowing yeah, yeah. international visitors and they've pulled back on everything. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So so it's it's relatively back to normal, but, uh, you know, I still don't 
necessarily I'm, I'm not being fooled by it you know then the, maybe they've got something really nasty up the sleeves i mean i'm sure they're not going to give up on it all just yeah um and going back to what you were saying about you know these people like andrews and morrison and, and you know that bitch in new zealand and and the guy in canada oh. trudeau uh, they're all puppets of the wef but they're all i'm absolutely convinced they're all in the pay of these people and as you say a if they get removed for whatever reason, if they fulfil their purpose, or or they've uh, you know they've transgressed in some way, and being removed, as you say, they'll just get they'll just get replaced by other equally insidious tyrants. You know, the, mm. there is you know it doesn't necessarily mean just because that the, these people are going that um, you know that things will go back to normal. Unfortunately, but uh, but all we can do is keep uh, keep plugging away, isn't it? And uh, you know, I think you know. The, the tide is turning. I really do believe it. Slowly. Well, when a massive country like the UK, you know, when you get all those freedoms that they should never have taken away, when that all gets returned to normal, they can yep. these vaccine passports. And you, we yep. know the the effort that goes into the infrastructure to put all this shit together. You know what I mean? For yep. them to just scrap it so quickly and to remove all these mask mandates. Excuse me. I always envisioned that if they were going to do it, they would do it in a step down kind of, oh, well, we'll just yep. take away masks for now. And then, it's, oh, well, mm. mandates will end in three months. You know, I always envisioned that yeah, was yeah. how they were going to do it. Yeah. They've just mm. done the Band-Aid right off. You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly, yeah. And the other thing that happened last week, uh, Lee, was that um, they backtracked uh, a few months ago. They mandated uh, for the National Health Service, all National Health Service workers, and there are hundreds of thousands of them, of course, uh, were to, you know, could only keep the jobs if they'd been double, triple vaxxed. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, three days before that mandate was due to take place, which was last week, they backtracked on it. They said, no, we're not, you know, we're not going ahead with that now. You, quite, you can keep your jobs. Don't worry about it. Yes, yes, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bit of an echo there, sorry. Uh, well, that's wonderful. That's good to hear. Um, yeah. Uh, Andy, I'll just cross over to you, mate. I mean, do we see that this is going to happen perhaps in Australia? I mean, if a country like the UK can, with, with a, such a huge population, can all of a sudden just reverse everything, go back on these um, previous decisions, like John was just saying, it, it to me, that again gives me a bit of hope that maybe we're on the right path and that it can happen. Um, are we, do you it, think that you it, think it's a possibility for us? It puts a huge political pressure onto our government, doesn't it? When when the UK like scraps everything and goes in this direction, because mm -hmm. of course everything everything's looking from our own people through to British people looking at Canberra and thinking, well, you know, what's what's wrong with you guys now? You know, so yeah. It, it puts a huge amount of political pressure onto our politicians. Um, and uh, John, can I can you can you just backtrack a little bit, like in regards to um, healthcare workers from the NHS in the UK? Yeah. Um, because here in this country, here, like um, nurses who haven't been double jabbed have all been sacked. Um, right. So have have is that happened in the UK yet? Are you saying that they've never been laid off? Uh, well, I think people have left voluntarily because they thought that, um, you know, the, that mandate was going to be carried through and they, they just kind of threw their hands up and said, you know, I'll stuff that. I'm not, you know, I'm not staying here kind of thing. Um, but no, no one's actually been physically fired or sacked. 
um, because of it, because they, they like I said, they, they backtracked three days before the uh, before the uh, deadline for for getting oh, tri- wow. double triple jabbed. Um, yeah, so yeah, no one was like Australia is Australia's ahead of the curve on that one. It seems Andy. Yeah, well ahead of the curve. Um, yeah. And just look, just quickly, John. I just wanted to quickly ask you. I wasn't sure. Me, me and my wife Billy were asked, uh, talking about this the other night. In Australia, as you're aware, like we we have state premiers who who yeah. seem to be overlords for those areas. There. Do you have the same situation in the UK, like with Northern Ireland and Scotland and yeah, Wales? And, yeah. yeah, each has their own kind of prime minister although they're not called the prime minister but yeah well actually i think the scottish one is uh maybe the welsh but i'm not sure about the northern ireland one but yeah they do they have their own heads of state but um yeah it's uh and and there are different rules in all those four different countries regions if you want whatever you want to call them um so yeah they they do have their their own autonomy um and england Really, I should have been talking about England, actually, when I've just been speaking, not the UK, because uh, what's happening in Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland is, is quite different, although they are catching up now. The, yeah, you know, I saw Wales um, removed all their stuff as well. I saw something yeah. come out just recently. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think I don't think just yet. I think next week or something. Uh, but oh, okay. yeah, they're, they're, they're all operating under different rules. But yeah, they're following the same suit now. But really, I, I should have just been talking about England rather than the UK. But yeah, it's a good point, Andy. It might have been me saying UK, sorry. No, it's okay. No. <laughs> I keep forgetting no, it's different just, countries, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting how, you know, like laws and everything's broken down in a similar fashion. You know, it's all, it's all for a purpose, of course. But um, it's interesting how, how these... You know, you're equivalent to, to state premiers over there. You know, can act autonomously when it comes to these, yes. you know, health healthcare mandates and things. So yeah, yeah. I mean, so I don't actually here. understand how you know what where the demarcation line is in terms of what they can and can't decide. Because quite frankly, I don't really take that much notice about what goes on in <laughs> Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. But there you go. It's just me. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Where whereabouts cool, were you guys up to, John, in terms of uh, the jabs? I mean, uh, were they pushing the the booster or were they pushing the, the second booster, like, as in the fourth shot? Where were you guys sort of up to in that rollout before they uh, said, screw yeah, it? Well, they're pushing. I mean, everybody, you know, the, everybody's allegedly double vax now, but they're still pushing the booster. There's still, I mean, there's still radio and radio ads. I don't watch TV, but there's still radio ads. Um, you know, I'll oh, get boosted. You know. And and the, and you know the, the the media is still pushing the um, the old narrative of you know cases increasing and and all this stuff. Even though they've taken all the mandates away, they're still still you know hammering us with all this bloody propaganda about uh, you know this deadly disease. Even though they've taken all the uh, all the restrictions away, so you know it's, it's quite incongruous really. But yeah, I just I don't understand it. Because <laughs> here in Australia, John, they've um. Uh, I've got a headline here. Enough is enough. Anti-boosters fume over fully vaxxed change. News that Australians will require a booster shot to be considered fully vaccinated against COVID-19 has been met with mixed response online. So ATAGI, which is the um, the body that sort of governs those decisions, um, A-T-A-G-I, I think it is, um, 
can't even remember exactly what they stand for, but we can look it up online. Um, they're the ones that came out just recently saying, yeah, they're going to recommend, like they are saying, they're going to, well, they've come out saying, yeah, we recommend now that um, a third shot is now going to be considered not not fully vaccinated, but up to date, they're going to say. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, so just that way they, the, can... they just moved the goalposts further down the road, right? Correct. Took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, so that's that's all they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where we're at here in, in this country. Instead of, right. that's why I was sort of throwing the, the question out there, first of all, to Andy. I'm like, you know, do we see this following suit in terms of what you guys have done in England there? Um, to me, it, oh, I'm struggling to I'm struggling to get there, but that's when I kind of get a bit of hope because I see the big rallies and everyone going to Canberra and showing that they they're, they're, they're dismay for everything that they're doing to us. Uh, Ethan, I might just cross over to you, mate. Um, uh, it's hard not to to um, inject that hope in, mate. But um, I kind of it's almost unavoidable, you know, when you see the turnouts happening. But then and you see things happening like John was just going over in London. And then yet you see here in Australia, no, three shots to be up to date. So what do we do, mate? What's what's the go here, Ethan? Well, that's the thing, General. Hey, there's always variables. So this movement that's happening, they could always derail this plan. But if we're talking about the plan specifically, my thoughts are that Australia, we're completely different to the rest of the world, guys. It's not... It's not going away anytime soon here. And we spoke about this a little bit on my latest member podcast, mate, this distinction between now how there's the normality of people that are immersed in the new normal and there's the people now that are struggling that you would have seen at all of these rallies that are just blocked out of society. And we're going to continue forward through that. And as you said, we now we have to be, it's now classed as up-to-date Look at what they're doing in the aged care homes. They're sending the military in. You know, I think that, as Dante in the Divine Comedy said, you know, purgatory is the great rock in the Southern Hemisphere 700 years ago. This is an interesting place here. There's a lot of things happening that seem different. And we are so heavily Chinese-influenced here compared to the rest of the world. Mm. I just read an article while you were speaking then, you know, and we spoke about this on the last uh, podcast, it said, um, and this is just their official stats, but it said it, seven out of 10 eligible people in the UK or England, I'm sorry, that were eligible for their booster have got their booster. And we spoke about how Boris Johnson was saying in his speech, we're relaxing all of the restrictions and congratulating everyone for getting their booster. Well, we haven't got our boosters here yet. And it's going to continue on through this perpetual cycle, but I don't think it ends there. They're saying now, two months for autoimmune compromised people every two months get a booster we've bought enough boosters in this country for how many numbers of people to have multiple times it's for me man i understand the hope you and as i said you can take that on board that's a real energy that you can absorb because that can derail the plan but if we're looking at the bigger structure of thing and i go back to china there we're so heavily influenced, and we said this in 2019, Australia is where the Western social credit system will start because it's the easiest to do so, and that's what they're doing. They're going to roll it out here, and the rest of the world's been shaken up, and because they've experienced tyranny before. Shout out to everyone. If you're in the UK and Denmark, I hope that it doesn't come back. I hope that everything that you've done has achieved it, and you've passed the IQ test if it goes back to normal. But here in Australia, we've got a long way to go, ladies and gentlemen. And I think that they're going to make 
a point here. Look what's happening in New Zealand as well. The Pacific is the test ground for the social credit system, this technocratic state that's coming out. And we predicted it like they're going to put Labor in maybe at this election with the whole Agenda 2030 smart city plan. It's going to be an interesting time here in Australia, but that's not to dismiss the movements. That's not to say that that is hopium. You can absorb that and understand that if they keep pushing, they can derail this. But the bigger plan, I think, is that Australia is a testing ground. So we'll see. Yeah. Hopefully I'm wrong. Definitely. I agree. Uh, could I just say on the uh, on the trip, on the double vax and and the booster situation that there's a hell of a movement in in England, UK now, uh, of double vax people saying I am not having the booster. Lots and lots of them are saying that. So even people who are already vaxxed and coming down on our side, which is which is great news. Well, that's I can't, great, mate. And, and look. I see the same over here. Like, there's a lot, I know a lot of my mates that got their double jab for work and stuff, and they're saying, look, and one of my mates actually messaged me. He said, I've already told my work, I'm just going to go to England. Like, where it's all going, like, see ya, I'll just go off if you you have the third jab. So we'll have to see over here, man. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, when you see, you can't blame them at all, John. When you see, uh, let me just share this. Uh, now let me know when you've got my screen yeah yep all right so this was uh an article cases now again this is again why people don't want to line up for their third and fourth and boosters and blah 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 because cases of vaccine induced vades on the rise due to mass covid vaccination a new paper published in the lancet suggests that the more vaccines a person gets with uh, gets injected with for the coronavirus, COVID-19, the faster his or her body succumbs to an AIDS-like immune-wasting syndrome called VADES. Vaccine-acquired immune deficiency syndrome begins immediately following the first round of injections. And experts worry that each subsequent booster shot, this process of immune erosion, as they call it, only continues to accelerate. For their research, scientists compared the health outcomes between vaccinated and unvaccinated people in Sweden. Roughly 1.6 million individuals in both groups were studied over the course of nine months. What was discovered is that the fully vaccinated only have a smattering of an immune protection for a very short amount of time, at most six months. After that, the artificial immunity provoked by the injections wanes rapidly, leaving a fully vaccinated person with no protection against infection of any kind, just like AIDS does. The unvaccinated, meanwhile, were found to maintain true and lasting immunity because their bodies were not jabbed with immune-degrading spike proteins and other mystery chemicals that we know chip away at the immune system week after week post-injection. Doctors are calling this phenomenon in the repeatedly vaccinated immune erosion or acquired immune deficiency, accounting for elevated incidence of myocarditis and other post-vaccine illnesses that either affect them more rapidly, resulting in death, or more slowly, resulting in chronic illness, reported America's frontline doctors about the study's finding. COVID jabs initiate a cascading failure of the body's immune response. It is important to remember that COVID vaccines are not actually vaccines, at least not in the traditional sense, 
What they do is cause cells throughout the body to produce one small portion of the alleged SARS-CoV-2 virus, the spike protein. As we have long warned, these injections are turning people's bodies into walking spike protein factories, which cause the, causes the body to create antibodies to them. There are serious problems with this. However, that led to the progressive de uh, degradation of the body's immune capacity and functionality. First, these vaccines mistrain the immune system to recognize only a small part of the virus. The spike protein uh, variants that differ even slightly in this protein are able to escape the narrow spectrum of antibodies created by the vaccines. Secondly, the vaccines create vaccine addicts meaning persons uh, become dependent on regular booster shots because they have been vaccinated only against a tiny portion of a mutating virus. Uh, the group adds, Australian Health Minister Dr Kerry Chant has stated that COVID will be with us forever and people will have to get used to taking endless vaccines. Yes, she did actually say that too, guys. Uh, this will be a regular cycle of vaccination and revaccination, she says. The third thing is the simple fact that the jabs do not in any way prevent infection in the nose or upper airways, which is where fully vaccinated people tend to show the highest viral loads. This causes the fully vaccinated to become the, those ever dreaded super spreaders and a serious danger to society. Uh, I won't go on there, but that's about it. There we go, guys. So I'll just stop the sharing there. So I'll put I'll put a link in the um, show notes for people to, to uh, check out that article there. But this seems to be, uh, and I've I've been seeing information about this coming from all parts uh, of the world. A lot of them are calling it, oh, you know, you need to go and get tested. For, well, it was I saw a good meme. Sorry, it was um, two weeks to flatten the curve became get tested for AIDS. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so that's what they're where we are at the moment. Um, all these people getting all these injections, and now they've got to be tested. Um, for what well, they say tested for HIV actually but as we know virus the virus paradigm is not real and viruses don't actually exist but I do believe that this particular AIDS because AIDS was the disease that people seem to develop uh, this immune wasting disease well that's what people are that's what's happening to people now they're not testing positive for another virus they're just they're getting sicker and sicker and sicker because of all the goddamn jabs there we go. Um, John, I'll throw to you first, mate. Um, have you been seeing any information popping up online about VADES, how VADES is now a thing, <laughs> vaccine-induced um, AIDS, basically? Not not really, to be honest. But, I mean, you're absolutely right. Again, I mean, it, it, but, uh, you see, I, I, don't, I wrote about AIDS in my, my very first book about 10 years ago. Um, AIDS is not a real thing as such. It's just a... Um, you know, it, it's not an actual definable disease. You know, they, they try to tell us it is, but it's not. It's it's as you say, it's just a degradation of 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 your body's ability to cope with um, external toxins or whatever. Um, disease. You know, call it the immune yeah. system. I mean, I'm not even sure about immune systems to be honest. Um, you know, if we if we're talking about the the actual, um, you know, the, the the premise that viruses don't exist, which I absolutely agree. I don't think they do mm. at all. But it also brings into question the entire immune system thing as well. Um, do we actually have an immune system if there's nothing to be immune against? Uh, if, you, if you understand what I'm saying. But 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 the I AIDS. Do, I do. I know what you mean. We can get into that in another conversation. But yeah, I know exactly sure, what you're sure. referring to. Yeah. Yeah. But AIDS is just a collection of 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 symptoms that that creates this degradation of your your bodily defences, whatever form they might may take. And I'm not sure about that. So yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right when you say that 
yeah, we don't believe in the virus thing, but absolutely believe that the vaccines are causing this syndrome, whatever it is. Yeah, this, yeah, this immune whatever. deficiency syndrome, that's right. Yeah. I mean, immune in a sense, uh, what we might do is we might just tweak the meaning of that and just say that, well, you know, it's not about immunity and all that sort of thing as such. It's about your your body's ability to, to remain healthy and, I guess, stave exactly. off disease in a sense, you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, you know, if it's being just... Incre in increasingly eroded from the inside out because of shot after shot after shot. Yeah. I mean, what do people expect? Do they, do they actually yeah. expect that health comes through a needle? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's and, this, and this is what it's all about, of course. Sorry to interrupt me, but it, no, that, that's right. what it's all about. That's what vaccines have been all about right from the beginning about, you know, genocide, basically. You know, let's yeah. not put too fine a point on it. And this is exactly what we're seeing now. You know, I think uh, the, I don't know about the stats in Australia, but the European database of vaccine adverse reactions um i think at the moment it's like thirty-six thousand dead and three and a half million serious injuries and these are just kind of uh low figures if you like because yeah. um they reckon that only about 10 percent of adverse reactions are recorded so just yeah. you know do your own, your own maths on that you know yeah exactly <laughs> we're seeing big numbers coming out from um people uh in industries such as um what's the like um more andy what are they called um not morgues but when you have a funeral the, the funeral home that side of the industry um andy you know what i'm talking mortuary. about what are they called that yeah the mortuary industry yeah they're all coming out saying you know the amount of business that, are, that they're doing that and the amount of bodies that are just you know people are just dying is through the roof at the moment. It's it's way more than it used to be. It's 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 a well above average. And we know, of course, it's not COVID that's doing this. It's the goddamn vaccines that have done this. Because, you know, since the uh, since the rollout, or since COVID, you know, so forth, COVID uh, began here in Australia and around the world. You know, we were seeing hospitals were sending staff home. They were bored. They were creating videos and having fun and you know doing TikTok things and dance routines in hospitals. You know, but since the vaccines have rolled out, they are busier than ever. They are struggling for staff, and not only have they shot themselves in the foot here in Australia, John, because they told anyone who uh, isn't vaxxed, well, you no longer work in health anymore. So they got rid of all these staff and they have now just taken our industry, that health industry to the, to absolute capacity. They are struggling to keep up. There are ambulances on the road 24 seven sirens all the time. I've seen so many more ambulances on the road. And uh, of course they're all going to, I mean, speculation on my part, but I, we all believe that they're going to, you know, vaccine injured people all the time and the deaths are now through the roof. You know, yeah. it's ridiculous. I don't know if you've seen the, um, the reporting about uh, sports people as well and athletes, you know they're dying by the dozens you know and they're trying to yeah. cover this up and, and they're, they're also there's also a lot of people dying uh, at sporting events you know in the crowd you know several times football games over here have been have been held up because there's been two or three people just collapsing in the crowd and you know of course they're putting it down to covid but we know that it's not that's it yeah um I'm going to show you, boys, this. It might be a little bit more difficult to see it. Uh, it's a little bit small, so let me bring it up here first. Uh, let me just close a few windows here. I'll try and enlarge it. Of course, because you mentioned the whole athletes thing, and as we know, I'll just screen share now, and I can zoom in as we do it. 
Right, tell me when you got the screen here. Yeah, got it. All right, so everything everything causes heart problems these days, except the jabs, of course. Uh, and these, this is just a montage of many of the um, headlines that we've seen. Uh, oh, I'm not going to be able to drag that. Hang on. Uh, here we go. So cannabis disorder may be linked to growing number of heart attacks in young adults. Energy bill rise may cause heart attacks and strokes. Um, <laughs> yeah, here's a, I'll just zoom out a little bit there. Uh, shaking the duvet too vigorously while making your bed can increase your chances of a heart attack, scientists warn. Uh, urgent warning as 300,000 Brits living with stealth disease that could kill them within five years. Yeah, it'd be uh, funny if it wasn't heart, so tragic, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, here we go. Little uh, The little-known heart attack that's striking fit and healthy women as young as 22. Uh, devoted football fans experience Dangerous levels of stress. E-cigarettes increase stroke at an earlier age than conventional cigarettes. Heart attack, the drink that could trigger a sudden cardiac arrest. Catastrophe. Uh, catastrophic, I should say. Uh, now even striking, uh, now even sticking to medics' alcohol guidelines is bad for your health. Risk of heart problems could be increased even if you drink less than the NHS weekly units, uh, study suggests. More people suffering stroke and heart disease after COVID, uh, doctors say. Why are heart attacks becoming common in, seeming, in seemingly fit people? Sports can break your heart in more ways than one. COVID-19 pandemic increases the risk of anxiety, therefore heart disease. Oh, my God, it goes on and on. I'll put a link to this image in the show notes for the people as well. But there we go. Um, pathetic. <laughs> Absolutely pathetic. There you go, John. A new pandemic has uh, has arisen, and that's uh, heart attacks caused by everything except the vaccines. <laughs> Isn't it interesting how they are now doing the uh, doing the oh, cover up? Oh my goodness! Well, eh? oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, so that's just a, that's just a few. I've even got screenshots of a couple of others too that uh, my wife has sort of been sending me as well. Drug alert warning to millions of Brits as paracetamol increases the risk of heart attack. Apparently. Oh, like I mean, how long has paracetamol been around, and you've never seen an, a um, uh, anything to do with heart attacks because of paracetamol? I mean, really? Oh, that's how yeah. crazy that's how crazy it's getting. That's how much they're um, trying to mess with us, uh, guys. Um, Ethan, I might just cross over to you just quickly. Um, <laughs> some some amazing and uh, coincidental headlines there, brother. Um, did you know that all of those things can can cause heart problems? It's not the jabs. Did you know that? Oh, of course not, mate. They're safe and effective. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's uh, I, I trust the scientists. I trust uh, the experts. And uh, if they're telling me that this is happening, then uh, I completely agree. But uh, it is. It's it's ridiculous. And we're seeing this too with this new VADES uh, sort of story that's popped up, which is hilarious. You know, mm -hmm. the, the vaccines have gone from 95% efficacy to under 75 to 30 percent to now they've just given you aids what a yeah, time to be alive, right. you know <laughs> but there is one interesting thing that i did see that I, I do want to mention and it's also to talk about i mean you you sort of talked about it there the dependency that they're creating through this vaccine induced autoimmune deficiency which is i believe that that is what is the case you know this yeah, vaccine addicts yeah Exactly. This is part of the, the Epsilon agenda, mate. Make them so dependent on their new age sort of version of Soma, which is this jab every two months, and, and they all will line up to get it. 
And we're seeing this now. I wanted to, to raise a point about how not only are they doing this, but they've also uh, sort of come around with a way to profit off this as well. And there's a couple of articles, and I'll put these at uh, tottnews.com. But if you go back to 2020, for example, October 2020, this is when they first uh, warned about this. And so the New York Post had an article saying some COVID-19 vaccines could increase risk of HIV, researchers warn. Mm, Forbes mm. also had one, researchers warned COVID vaccines could... That was coming out of Australia, wasn't it? Yeah, there wasn't, was, that, wasn't that the University of Queensland study that they they saw um, was was doing that? Yeah, I think that yeah we were involved as well, and and just from this little preview I've got here, they were talking about how researchers in the Lancet Medical Journal also found this in October 2020. So they found it then. Fast forward to 2021, last year, there was news articles talking about how Moderna and some of these companies like Pfizer are now starting trials for experimental mRNA HIV vaccines. So now they're putting into trial last year, oh, maybe we need to come out with an mRNA for HIV. What a coincidence. Mm -hmm. Fast forward now to January 2022, and the first patients have been vaccinated in the clinical trial for HIV experimental vaccine, and this is for Moderna, in January. And Moderna's HIV vaccine trial will help advance many companies' mRNA plans. That's from CNN. So they've created this autoimmune deficiency, and they're also going to create the prophetic solution through these HIV shots as well. So if you've become autoimmune general because of your great sacrifice against the invisible enemy, you've I'm so sorry to hear that, but you've done that for the greater good. But, hey, let me tell you something. We've got an mRNA vaccine for you, general. That's going to fix your <laughs> HIV. So if you get this in, co- in consideration, mate, with your uh, COVID shots every two months, you're going to be as good as gold. Just trust me. Mate, I can top doctor. that. I can top that. Here we go. This is from Moderna's Twitter. What if mRNA could treat life-threatening cardiovascular di- diseases such as heart failure? Here we go. There you we, go. Are co- we are collaborating with AstraZeneca on an mRNA therapeutic that encodes for a VEGF-A to promote recovery of cardiac function through tissue regeneration. Isn't that lovely? Come up with the uh, the diseases and the illnesses and and sell the cures as well. There it <laughs> what is. a business model. What a business it's model. It's incredible, isn't it? Like, oh, you're on mute, John. You're on mute, John. Yeah, sorry, I was just saying they've been doing that for decades, haven't they? I mean, that's a game they've been playing for, you know, as long as any of us can remember and way before. Oh, Andy, Andy loves it too. Andy loves talking about this business model, don't you, Andy? Eh? It's all a business plan, isn't it, It's mate? all a business plan. <laughs> How long has you been saying that for, Ethan? <laughs> oh, I haven't. Since the beginning, mate. Since the very beginning. It is all a business plan, 100%, Ando. That's it. And same with John. That's exactly right. What a business model, eh? Fantastic. <laughs> and and they, create, uh, they create the addicts like they did with opium, the same companies. Oh, exactly. No long-term yep. studies. Create the, They're making them addicted to it. Oh, man. It's just you'd marvel at it if it wasn't so sadistic. Yeah, exactly. One thing I did learn uh, that was interesting today, though, and I'll share this with the, um, the group now, though, is I've been sort of retweeting it a couple of times. 
Okay, so an article out of um, newspunch.com. Moderna CEO just dumped $400 million in stock and has deleted his Twitter account. Um, so that came out about 20 hours ago, days after Pfizer. Here we go. I'll just read through this one and uh, tell you what. Let me just quickly share this with my computer and I'll put it up on the screen for you boys one sec. And the, the viewers or the members, I'll just screen share once again. It's just loading up now. All right, here we go. You guys got that on the screen there? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'll just uh, I'll enlarge the uh, text a bit. Oh, wrong window. Hang on. Always do that. Click on the right window, Lee. There we go. Okay. Okay. So this is our news punch. Uh, Moderna CEO just dumped four hundred million dollars in stock and has deleted his Twitter account. And apparently, this has been fact checked. There you go. Uh, days after Pfizer admitted a safety audit could wipe billions off their stock market valuation. Moderna CEO Stefan Banchel, I think it is, dumped hundreds of millions of dollars of stock and deleted his Twitter account. Nothing to see here, folks. Not suspicious at all. <laughs> CEO recent trades. There's a list of, I won't go through them all, but uh, a bunch of these, the CEO has recently sold off over the, uh, since the 29th of January 2021, uh, selling off stock and now has recently sold off a shitload more. The Moderna CEO's strange moves came shortly after a former BlackRock executive, BlackRock, hey, there you go, flag, red flags there, uh, BlackRock executive began investigating the death statistics from insurance companies and funeral homes, like I was saying before, Andy. Edward Dowd is a former hedge fund manager who started digging into death statistics from insurance companies and funeral homes. He also started accusing Pfizer and Moderna of fraud in the vaccine trials. Uh, oh, there you go. That's that. That's what I was reading before, boys. What if mRNA could treat life-threatening cardiovascular diseases? There you go. I'll just scroll past that one. Uh, then the Moderna CEO deleted his Twitter account two days ago. Espanchel doesn't exist. Interesting. Um, that's where the uh, the article just ends there, though. But isn't that funny, eh, boys? So he sells up a shitload of stock, realizes that people are investigating um, fraud again. Uh, maybe that's his little exit strategy. I mean, we sort of mentioned that a few times already, but it seems to be um, sort of run of the mill with these guys. That's their way to get out. Andy, I might just actually cross to you first, mate, before. Um, um, what do you, what do you make of that, mate? Does it, obviously, it's very strange. Yeah. Well, well, well it, it's transparent, isn't it, what's going on? But, like, wouldn't that be considered insider trading? Well, the actual CEO will have intimate knowledge of what's happening within a company, and then he's yeah. like buying, and in this case, selling stock ahead of point. the public who might who might hold shares in that company because he knows what's going on. So, <laughs> yeah, aren't people. they supposed to go to jail for that shit? <laughs> what's exactly, changed, it's yeah. like in the in the business world, it's like a high crime, right? So. <laughs> Not it's anymore, just, I guess. <laughs> well, this not anymore. Not if you're the head of Moderna. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, crazy shit, man. Um, I mean, I know that like directors of a company 
and this is Australia anyway, maybe John knows more what, you know, what the laws are in, in uh, the UK, but the director of a company here cannot trade shares um, uh, like within within seven years. So you oh, can't wow. you can't okay. buy you can't you can't buy and sell like stocks like while you're a director of a company. It's, it's very much insider trading, but like yeah. apparently the CEO of a large pharmaceutical company can like you know uh, come out of a board meeting that's a bit unfavourable and then dump everything. It's just goes against like all, all kind of like you know laws. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, John, it, what do you make of that, John? Trail? Well, yeah, again, 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 I absolutely agree with Andy. I mean, it, it, you know, it's the same in the UK. You know, you can't do things like that. Well, <laughs> obviously you can, uh, but you're not supposed to be able to do things like that. Put it that way. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just outrageous that that these people can just basically ride roughshod over over laws and rules and and just basically get away with whatever the hell they want but you know there's no surprise there is that i mean they, they do it all the time in so many different ways and in so many different instances so yeah i mean it's just as you were chaps really isn't it it's just par for the course mm. ethan does that setting up some uh, red flags for you as well i mean like it, there seems to be a bit of a trend i've sort of picked up on here with this exit strategy of uh, of certain people and you know, this is how they get them get themselves out of dodge, sell everything, disappear off social media, and um, go on in a puff of smoke. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it, mate. It's the revolving door, isn't it? Get people in to do the job, and they're sort of set up and sort of flee. It, it seems like it's all just part of the the plan. You know, I, I just saw today, oh, Gladys, Gladys uh, Berejiklian, and she's just now become a director at Optus. So just like. <laughs> Mike Bird before her and everything like that, they just get recycled in, into the private business. They probably did b deals with them in government. And I'm sure that he's going to pop up somewhere that is uh, sort of aligned with his pharmaceutical industry, you know, it's if, if he does leave. But selling off stock, it could just be to get richer. You know, these people have a lot of plans at stake. But uh, it's very interesting yeah. watching their moves because you can learn a lot from it. You can learn a lot about what's coming where the directions are heading, what they're sort of forecasting. It is interesting to watch back, but yeah, mate, it's the old recycle trick, isn't it? Or Moderna. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, mate, so that was all I had to sort of cover with regards to that, but I might just throw it back over to our guest, uh, John. Mate, um, the new book, has it landed? What's going on? Have you got a, have you got a published date? Um, very keen. I, I'm still. I'm. I'm going to nail yeah. you down for the for the first interview when that book comes out. Though. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. That, thanks for asking. It. It. As it goes, I just actually finished the writing of it on Friday. Okay. Uh, you know, it's a it's a joint project with my friend um, Shannon Rowan in the states. Yep. Uh, She's done her bit. Uh, we're just starting the proofing in the next day or so, so I reckon a couple of weeks and mm -hmm. it'll be at the publishers. So, yeah, it'll probably just miss the end of this month. But, um, yeah, it's all it's all ready to go. Um, it'll be a blockbuster. I mean, you know, even though I say it myself, I mean, this is just this is just going to be so um, eye opening for so many people, you know, even, yeah, even yeah. people within the truth movement, you know. But uh, is the title yeah, the same? Sorry. Is the title still the same? Welcome to the Masquerade, yeah. 
Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I like that title. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just lies everything there. I mean, everything. You know, we're going to all sorts of different areas. You know, connected areas, obviously. Um, so yeah, I'm, you know, I'm really looking forward to actually getting a getting a physical copy in my hand. Um, yeah, likewise, <laughs> mate. Likewise, we'll. Um, I'll make sure that um, we yeah we get you on for um, for that one to go over it and um, we'll do a big really? bonus show on it and yeah would see if we can to, sell some copies and stuff. Would you be able to get Shannon on as well? You know the two of us. Oh together? for sure, yeah yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely. All right, that sounds good. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Um, well, will that's it awesome. Kindle. John? Will it be on Kindle the book? Yeah, it'll be on Kindle and uh, you know uh, paper copy as well. Yep, I'll be getting my hard copy, that's for sure. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, Ethan, anything else you wanted to share for uh, for this episode, mate? No, General, just to thank everyone uh, for tuning in again. Definitely go pick up uh, John's new book and some of his previous books. Uh, we had a chat back in it was May of 2021 now on our website, and you know, John understands a lot of the larger deeper sort of connective webs um you know very very intellectual mm. type of books and i really recommend everyone go check them out and i just want to thank everyone for listening thank you for tuning in well done to everyone in canberra uh, it's fantastic to see especially the queensland convoys that head down to to give support and we'll still be here covering you know check out our websites for more and thanks to everyone for for tuning in as always awesome uh, just before we uh, we dash, I'll, I'll have to try and get I'll have to uh, get your address or something, John, because I want I'll have to send you one of these one of these bad boys. Uh, let me know when you can see the screen. Yeah, see it. All right, so that's my new stubby callers that I've got for uh, for the listeners and for the members of my podcast. So obviously it's the General Knowledge Podcast logo. Then on this side we've got yeah uh, Conspiracy Beery uh, by RealNewsAustralia.com. <laughs> <laughs> Like it, yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. Uh, do you mind having? Do you do you have a drink of beer now and again? You're, you're oh, you're you know, drinker? every now and again, you know. <laughs> nice, awesome. All right, well, I'll get I'll get a mail and go to a selfie mail. I'll send that. I'll send you one over those. Yeah, over the UK Thank there. <laughs> no worries. They've been going well. I've had quite a few uh, few listeners uh, hit me up for. Um, uh, for them, I'm I'm selling them for that. You can get two of them. It's the same artwork on either side, so you just get two of the same one uh, sent out for the for anyone who's interested. Two of them for ten bucks, and that includes postage in Australia as well. Um, you can either just hit me up, email me, or hit me up via um, Telegram or Facebook or whatever, uh, or in the comments of uh, of this podcast over at Podbean if you want. I don't care, but uh, if you're interested in one, in wanting uh, get one of those stubby coolers and support what we do. Uh, just just uh, hit me up and I'll, I'll arrange it with you guys. Uh, let me stop screen sharing just there. All right. Well, that about wraps it up, guys. Um, thanks so much again, Andy. Oh, sorry, Andy, anything else before we um, wrap it up, Rob? Oh, no, I think it, um, everything's been covered really, really well. Um, yeah, and I just want to, like, um, back up what Ethan said in regards to um, support for people in Canberra. You know, thank you so much to all of those people who took the effort to go down there and, and support all, all of our brothers and sisters in this um, war against this um, scamdemic. And uh, God bless you. And, uh, yeah, and one thing... Um, I can report, guys, is that there's definitely, definitely an, like an uptick in the um, funeral industry that's sort of like very, very noticeable at the moment. 
talking about funerals earlier on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I can I can report there is definitely a, an uptick in that in that, in what's going on there. Yeah, in deaths basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, it's not, yeah. And it's not just that. Like I saw I saw a report and it said in the first year of the pandemic, as we've talked about for ages, and this is the the black pills, you know, stillborns have been up, complications with birth, a lot of people getting their jab while they're pregnant. Um, yeah, just crazy type of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And, and as we're seeing, lots of deaths and and this is the result, but as we always say, don't let it get you down, folks. Um, you know, you can observe what's happening, but don't absorb it. You know, there there is a reason why you aren't a part of this and, and you should focus on that, that sort of positive energy of saying, well, look at all of this that's going on around me, but why why didn't it affect me? Why didn't I fall for this? And there's a very special sort of pathway you can take when you explore those questions. And I think that finding like-minded communities and everything sort of is allowing us to sort of weather the storm with everything yeah. that we're seeing around us as we fight back. Yeah. And I think they're even helping to um, put more numbers to our side of the fence because, like I said earlier, when they uh, switched and moved the goalposts and um, told everyone that you're now up to date if you've had a booster, um, everyone who had the two and went, I'm only getting the two, that's it, I'm, that's ridiculous, I'm, I'm doing what it takes to keep my job, I'm only having the two, I'm not going to get any more. Well, now you're considered an anti-vaxxer and welcome to our side of the fence. <laughs> you just got screwed over, so, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we, they're, bold, they're helping to bolster our numbers when they don't even realise. <laughs> um, all right, well, we'll wrap I, I it up there. Double. Thanks. Sorry, mate. I was just going to say, I hate these double-jabbed anti-vaxxers, mate. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. All right. Thanks again, uh, gentlemen, for, for joining me. Andy, I'll talk to you soon. Ethan, I will talk to you soon yeah. as well. And, John, uh, thanks again for sparing the time to chat to us Bogans over here thanks. in Australia, mate. Appreciate My your pleasure. time, John. Thanks, John. Any time, guys. All the best to you. Cheers. Thanks,
what you don't know. 